Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Quiet. <laughs> Are we going? All right. All right. See, look at us midday on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Not bad. Not bad. You were shooting things this morning. Thwack. I uh, went and did archery this morning. Oh, my God. Over at Pasadena, we had to get up at 6 a.m. to go get in line for the free how-to-do archery thing in the Pasadena middle-of-nowhere archery field. And um, if we weren't meeting Aldrin Cornejo... Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I don't we, think I know Aldrin. He was sitting in the second row last night. He's a oh, comedy okay. guy. You know, you know Aldrin. He's at second all the shows. Row. He's all. It's he's usually in the first row of the okay. Nerd Melt shows. Hi, I'm Jackie Cation, by the way. And you know, it's none Lord. of your business who I am. <laughs> this is Laurie Kilmartin, you guys. We got this little Jackie and Laurie show. This little comedy talk. I've had so many sets this week, and none of them have resulted in the tape that I want. But I've had a good time. Yeah. Um, the pursuit of the tape is uh, dreadful. So you're just trying to get an audio too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all I want because I, I always send uh, an audio tape with the news that uh, this is what I look like, and I'll look better when professionals are involved. <laughs> well, okay. So. One late night show on the East Coast wanted a video, a ten minute videotape, and and I tried, and then and then I have a late night set planned, or I got up. one. You got one on upcoming Conan. Right, uh, upcoming on your on Conan, yeah, in time for the album part of yes. Forty Five Jokes. Yes, um, I guess the album we're going to push the re- the release date to June ninth, which is a Friday, okay. and then I'm I'm scheduled at the point at this point to tape on the eighth. Oh, no, perfect. So as Matt, because Matt said that uh, Matt Belknap at a special thing said that you usually release on a Friday, so. If I'm taping on Thursday, by the time it will air, it'll be because the comic is the last the last element yeah. on a show. Mm-hmm. It will be available. Right. It'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. It'll be perfectly timed yeah. for you to sell one million copies. <laughs> but now. So, well, let's just talk about going to trying to get this going. You know, when, yeah. when you're trying to get your, your an audio the tape set. to a, a booker. We're talking a year and a half. And I ran into the booker. Uh, I ran into. OK, so. We were in Portland together. We were in Portland together, and and the the booker for Conan was there. Yeah. And he saw me. He stopped, and he goes, I owe you an email. Oh, good. And that was what he said. Good. And we were, it was a show we were both on, on Saturday night? No, I saw him at, uh, like, sort of the the green roomy kind of thing at the hotel. Oh, okay. At Jupiter. Okay. And so... And it was it was nice to see him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, I haven't seen him around much, and then... um, and I have been so sucked into putting out my album sure. and, and doing all this other stuff that I didn't time it correctly. I probably could have strong. I I thought about trying to strong arm uh, my and and when I say that I mean be uh, a be in a bonnet. In uh, mm-hmm. for I wanted to do at midnight and um, and Conan or anything. Right? Yeah, right. And none of that worked out because I got before it. What you mean before, before the before album was released? Yeah, right, before it right. released. But it didn't happen, and I. 
whatever. The journey continues. <laughs> I can't. I care mean, um, despite that, you still were uh, number one on Billboard. Uh, number three. Number three on Billboard. And number one on Amazon and iTunes. That's right. That's so right. that's pretty amazing. Right. It is pretty amazing because I've never been on any of those charts before. That's exciting. So it was exciting. So, yeah. So w- what I do is I, what I tend to do is I do like a 10-minute set because right. they want five or six minutes, right? right? So I do a 10-minute set and then... I usually get Patrick Brady, my audio guy for Dork Forest, mm-hmm. uh, to put it over pictures of current pictures of myself. <laughs> because <laughs> have you ever? I mean, whenever we do oh, video, the right. angle f- sucks. You can't yes. really, the, or the audio is muddy, and you can see the person well. And yeah. I'm like, how about we just get the audio correct? Nothing ever goes right when you're trying to get a videotape. Right. So the if the audio is good, and then we superimpose it over current photos of myself, so I'm not creating the illusion that I'm Nicole Kidman or some fucking thing. <laughs> uh, and then everyone knows that when a hair and makeup person gets involved. And uh, someone takes me shopping. I'll buy a new outfit. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's why they want to see videotape is to see they... what your hair looks like. I think uh, maybe it's easier to show other people, um, you know, like, hey, how about this person? I, I, that's my feeling of, of why you'd prefer video to audio. To audio? But that's just that's not all the late night bookers. That's one. That's one on the East Coast. Well, um, well, initially it was everybody. Everybody wanted video yeah. back in the day. Back in the old timey days, uh, everybody wanted VHS, and but uh, that's because we were recording on micro cassette recorders, and then you'd have to. Well, I had a mini disc a... recorder. Oh, I had a Zune for a long time, <laughs> uh, uh, and then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, so I haven't been able to get the audio right this week because so I had um like I literally had one, two, three, four, five, six sets this week. Yeah, and I have two tonight, and. Um, but a couple of them were themed, right, mm-hmm. where you had to right, write right. a thing. So you don't get to try to work on your eight-minute set that you're yeah. working on, eight to ten. And um, and lately, I've been, they've been giving me eight, and I'm like, I'm doing ten. I'm so sorry. And But I tell them before I get up, and I'm like, I am going to run the light two minutes. I am so sorry. And, they're, and everybody's been pretty good about it. Okay. I'm like, I'm trying to get a ten-minute set. And I did the comedy store twice this week. Yeah. Once, Which room? Uh, the main room. Okay. Um the the black room or the red room? I forget I think which it's is main. red. It's the one that has the separate entrance to the left. Yeah, it's a, it's it's bigger. It's got a vaulted ceiling. That's uh, the red room. That's the red room, and the original room has the low ceiling, which yeah. is good for taping. Right. Uh, I was in the main room, which has the vaulted ceiling, which blows and is echoey. And so both both sets that I did. Well, I only taped one of them. The other one, I was like, I listened to it, and it was such a pain in the ass. And I did what one was um. One was a set with a bunch of, um, like, I mostly hang around with bearded youth guys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, I'm talking about 32-year-old, uh, yeah. you know, bearded comic dudes. The guys that I was working with that night were all, like, our age and road doggy kind of dudes. Because it was the El right. Madrigal Bill Burr, okay. um, Burt Kreischer, um, Bobby Lee, Alonzo Bowden. So and- you had to work with Bill Burr? Wow. I, so sad. I like how you, you know those guys. You know those yeah. guys. Those guys Why that are drag. super popular. <laughs> and well, I didn't get to see Bill because I had to go do another set. But it yeah. was like, um, it was interesting because um, whenever guys like those guys, right, those old road doggy kind of guys that yeah. are super popular too, yeah, like be fucking loved, yeah. Um, but they haven't been doing stand up longer than I have, right? And I want them to like me, right? 
and or just respect it. Just know, like, well, that's what I mean when I know? say like. I mean, so um, one of them says to me, and I'm not going to tell you which one, but one of them says, "Yeah, so yeah, you're good." Oh in that God. tone of voice. So I wanted to fucking murder him. And then I, there was part of me that's like, he likes me. Like fucking Sally Field. I know. I know. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Louis Ugh. C.K. saw my last comic standing like 10 years ago. Yeah. And he said, that was great. You know, I saw you and I was like, that's real stand-up comedy. And I wanted to th- tackle him, punch him in the face, and then go, thank you. And also embroider it on yes, a pillow. exactly. And say, could you write that down somewhere? <laughs> Be- and Gary Marshall, actually, that same Last Comic Standing, yeah. said uh, it was the first Last Comic Standing the I did. The producer of Happy Days, etc. Yeah, Gary fucking Marshall, who's dead now and very sad and can never ver- <coughs> verify this. <coughs> He's speaking through you right now exactly. by giving you a coughing fit. Exactly. He said I was very talented, and uh, that they didn't air that. Instead, they aired Tim Meadows saying that I were asking me where I was from. Uh, also compelling, though. Well, here's here's um, what I <laughs> what I did was uh, uh, and it, 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 you know just to put things. I mean, I work on Conan, right? Mm-hmm. So I see the Booker a lot. Yeah. But but I, this is only the second time I will have done it in the seven years I've worked there. I right. mean, you've actually done it more times than I have. I've done it twice. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's not like, you know, I'm giving myself a birthday spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> like someone used to when they booked their own whatever. Um, but uh, but I didn't. Um, I, is that that guy? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. fuck that guy. Um, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I actually didn't ask him. I okay. Edit. We had to edit because I did. I didn't want to reveal accidentally conversation. But here's what he 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 uh, had said. Hey, maybe isn't it? You know, is it's this time to put a, a set together for you when I was just hanging out. Oh, good. Um, and I was planning on asking him. Like maybe that was that was emanating from my soul, right? You know, right? Um, because I really wanted to. If I have one TV spot to do, you know, yeah. um, there's e- either I do it the day the special was released, which is December, and that's over with, or I do it for the album and and the hopes of getting some sort of Emmy nomination yeah, nice... if there's any people right, right. watching that vote. Okay. So uh, so that's what I was planning on, and it was nice that I, I guess maybe that he well, sensed my desperation. Well, <laughs> I don't know. And the thing is, is I mean, I mean, the, he knows that it's coming out, so yeah. it, it, it must be in the... Maybe, it, maybe it's... Maybe he knew that it okay. was coming out, but maybe it was also in the zeitgeist. Sure. So, so, um, so what I did was uh, I wrote down, like, what I, I... I timed out, you know, I listened to some sets, and yeah. I timed out what I thought were eligible jokes for yeah. a five-minute set. He just wanted five minutes. He didn't want ten. He didn't want to right. sit through it. But I... But I uh, 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 I just wrote them out, and, and and he said, "I like this, 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 and this." I'm not sure about this one, but oh, you did transcript, yeah. Oh, nice. And then so I said, "Okay." That is what I love about that guy is that yeah. he he literally he'll either read or listen to it, and then he will say, "This is a good joke, but it's not going to work." And he will give you notes on each freaking joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the one I was going to open with, he he didn't. He was he like, was not, oh, yeah. I'm a little nervous about that one. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, I, I don't, I'm not nervous about it, but that's okay with me no. because it turned out some other joke that I normally put in the center I'd never opened with just because I usually like to open short with a short joke. Yeah. Um, that works really well as an opening joke because the, the, it's like the first part of the joke is a little soft, you know, and I, I have what I've noticed on 
at least um, the late night spots on Conan is the audience during the first joke, they're just staring at you. They're, yeah. they're checking always... you out, unless you're famous, you know? So you might not, you know, you can open with a soft one because they're not going to jump all in anyway. Right, they're not going to laugh their heads off anyway. So yeah, you so you might, might as, well as well don't burn one. Just set it up. Yeah, set it up a little bit, and then they're like, ah, okay, she's pleasant, or whatever. And then <laughs> and then they be, then they, they come on board a little bit more. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. So yeah. so anyway, I was fine with that, and so I, I took his notes, and I put together a set, and there was one that he was like, I'm not sure about that one. So I had, I, I had two audio tapes, one from Meltdown and one from The Improv, where Yep. I just I did you know maybe ten minute sets, but the the five minute chunk that he liked. I opened with it. Yep, and I um, sent both audios to him so he could hear them twice. Right, and he said, "Okay, that's great. We'll do that." And so that's how that's how that went down with me. But I it, it started with um, transcribing the jokes I wanted to use and timing them so you know the the booker could see them almost as puzzle pieces and go, "All right, this is a fifteen second joke. This is a forty five second joke." And no, you know if they're looking yeah. for five minutes, let's grab. Four minutes and 45 seconds. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, and allow 15 seconds for, for laughs. Standing ovations. Yeah, Stand, that's yeah, how I, I always off. like to try to... Yeah, yeah, at least 15. It's two <laughs> seconds per joke. It's for laughter. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, it's... um, But it's a, it's a pain in the ass. And, and now... Now that I have this, you know, in the bag, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. this is happening, right? That means that takes five minutes out of contention for you know another possible late night set, you know, maybe next year, right? So now I have to write a new five minutes to give that that other person ten minutes to look at, <laughs> right? And it, but I, I'll, I'm also excited because the the Spanish chunk that I kind of yeah almost workshopped working. on here yep. at first mm-hmm. that's in it, and I'm like okay. When when that airs, then I'm, I can stop working on that thing, right. and it can be like done. Yeah, because I realize so much of the things I'm fine tuning are in case I can do a late night set. You yeah, know? and I've been I've been uh, in in that sort of energy on stage for a long time, like a couple years maybe, and like it's at least a year that you've been working on yes. on, on, so, on that. So like last night we were we were both at uh, the Improv Lab and it was kind of, you know, a goofy fuck around show a little bit. Yep. And I was like, All right, now I know the jokes that I'm going to that I'm going to use on Conan. I don't have to work on them. I will do them more and more aggressively right, but not too much. as I get close to yeah. the, the to the date. But now let's fucking work on some other shit and and, and have just, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a great I, I had to it leave because I was going to play archery this morning. I, I totally so, understand. Yeah. It and, was fun. Yeah, it was okay. a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And I did. Uh, it's it was punchline punch out. Andy Erickson, Amber Preston's yes. sto- show, and it was at eleven o'clock uh, at the lab at the Improv. There's new parking at the lab at the Improv. The new parking, as in no parking. As in. No parking, I guess. Uh, though there is a to, lot. We see a little park in the Fred Siegel lot. Right, but they just for they're, free. they're not re-upping that. So yeah. I parked in the Fred Siegel lot because everybody else got an email, but I did not. And I was like, there were no cars in the lot. So I asked the valet guy. I was like, what's going on with the lot, man? He goes, oh, it's not our lot. We're not. We didn't. We they didn't re-up. So we're parking. There's a lot further down that way. And I'm like, well, I'm parked in that lot. And he goes. Yeah, do whatever you want. Because uh, I, I so, parked across the street and ran for my life both well, times. I know to, I'm going to die get, going to or from a set at the Improv now. Well, I hey, can't. Improv, I can't seem to I be bothered to, to walk 20 yards to the stoplight <laughs> and cross. Yeah, that's uh, that's you should probably. I, I was driving back and I I I did voice to tweet to text, right uh, on my phone. 
because I had to live tweet the fact that there was a guy on Laurel Canyon following me while he was in front of me, weaving the fuck all over the place. And I'm oh, like, oh, on oh Laurel my Canyon? Yeah, that that's was a fucking head on weaving, waiting to happen. Ugh. Waiting to happen. And I that's where I got my last DUI, right? Oh. And so I was like, that guy is super drunk. And so I, I zipped around him and got the fuck out of his way. And, um, and then you I don't get, want that guy behind you, though. Oh, I do. If he's at least six cars behind me, okay. I was like, I blew by him anyway. And then I get over the hill and I just I'm, I decide not to get back on the highway. And I'm on Hazeltine. And all of a sudden, a BMW goes to my left and into headlong into traffic at like 60 miles an hour. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And another and then he pulls in front of me. And stops at us and goes all the way to the right. And a Honda or a Lexus comes around. And then they start drag racing in front of me. Oh, my God. And I was like, I hate both of you. I I hate hate all of... One o'clock in the morning. Boys, it was a like a twenty-two-year-old Armenian dude. Yeah, it was and Armenians specifically. <laughs> I was like, "Why are you bad for my people? What are you doing?" I I, I swear to God, I was leaving the house last night. It was like ten thirty. Yep. And every time I leave that, every time I leave my son, mm-hmm. I'm like, "What if I die?" And and I and I leave my son motherless, so I could do fucking dick jokes, so I could try out some new dick jokes. Like, then it will be of worth it. That's what he'll think. He'll think, "Oh but my I, god, thank God she, wor- she about, worked on that chunk." I worry about that every time. I I That's never brutal. worried about dying That's... on the way to a gig in New York. Right. I never worry about it then. Right. Or killing but, others. It turns out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about that. And, uh, um. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I hate cars, and uh, I I want to live in a car free society. Andy wants there to be driverless cars. Yes, I'm like, that well, too. I don't want that because then I I wouldn't. I would just lift. It's uh, so. I had okay. So after uh, yeah, what do you got? I had um, uh, Portland was like Friday Saturday, right? Yep. And then so and it was a lot of fun. Super fun. Yes. Um, and then Sunday. Uh, I had a I Tig asked me to do uh, Tig and oh, Friends Lark. at Largo. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah. So this is my second time at Largo, okay. and it's such a such it's an amazing beautiful. space. Yeah, yeah. yeah the but audience again, is amazing. Yeah, the people that are are running it, uh, like Tig and Patton, they both bring great audiences. Yes. Right? So so who was on the show? Just me and Tig. <laughs> I did it, and it was just me too. And I was like, "You have more friends than just me. What's happening?" <laughs> Maybe she's going through them slowly. Yeah, <laughs> but um. So I, I you have I, to do like twenty then, right? Yes, but yeah. I, first I walk in, you know, to Largo, and I go back to the dressing room, and I see Tig in the corner, I, and I go up, hey, hug, you know, and then Finn, who owns it, was there, and he goes, he's Flanagan, you know, yeah. Larry, uh, and he goes, uh, you know, Ellen, and I turn around, and it's Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so she was just uh, hanging out, hanging out, watch the show, sure, yeah, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it was kind of kind of cool, yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, so I was um, less famous to you anyway. Uh, I went because Liz Winstead was in town, right? So Liz Winstead uh, created the Daily Show. Oh my God, she's she's from uh, San Francisco, or she was she was in San Francisco for a long time. I know right. she's, she's Minneapolis. Comic. I know, I, yeah. I get it. I saw your territorial look in your eyes. I was like, she's hey, mine. She's Minneapolis mine. comic lives in New York. Anyway, she go. used to do this joke. About, at I I have a distinct memory of seeing it at the at the Holy City Zoo where she just said, "Do you think male Great Dane should have to wear underwear?" <laughs> They should. Oh my god, that is hilarious! <laughs> what a ridiculous joke. I know. And uh, she's got this new thing. Uh, it's like a nonprofit where she goes around the country, and there are abortion clinics and women's health clinics that aren't like Planned Parenthood has Planned Parenthood, and yeah. then 
It's pap smears and breast exams and, and some abortions. And then um, they have a lobbying arm and all this stuff, right? right? And then there's just a women's clinic in Milwaukee or Nashville or or Alabama somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, she's doing a tour where it's um, – it's called Lady Parts Justice right, League. Right. And and I told her I would do one of the benefits. And so uh she had a meeting over at um um oh, spacing. At Whatever. a venue? No, it was like the house. And it was um her house? N- uh no, cuz she lives in 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 New York. So it's uh his wife. Oh, so, oh, you're saying a celebrity's house. Yeah. So you, you didn't space on the name. You just didn't want to ID the celebrity. Well, yeah, except for the... Okay. Yeah, there you go. So um, so there's a lot of writing of names today, you guys. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, but the, um, but we, we were all talking about... So I'm going to do this benefit in Milwaukee. And um, what, what we do is we do a stand-up show. And then the next day, we go to the clinic. And like if they need... Someone to walk people, like, sort of be like white lady meat shields, or if they need a fence. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so you, so there's protesters and that, and, and you get to talk to them and or I, shout at them or well, bring your own sign. Right. I guess, I, I guess I bring my own sign or I say things like, can you hear what you're saying? And uh, uh, I would love to yell at protesters. Right. Well, if you want to do this thing, uh, I can forward you info and then you can look at your schedule. And because uh, there's a there's different there's she's doing like 16 cities. Oh, cool. And there's um, it's kind of fun. I was talking to like, like Caitlin Gill about it. And, yeah. And there's it's just a great way to sort of give back. Because you don't you you not only do the benefit, but you also try to like the next day you're like, do you need sandwiches? And <laughs> plus, those people, uh, there's they're it's such a thankless job. Yeah, like nobody ever says thank you. Right, right, right. So this is like a thing. Like Liz is like, this is an amazing thing for people to just hear to have like five women, even if they're just comics. Yeah, uh, to come over and say, no, no, you're doing something important. This is good. And be a female comic shield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. That'll be great. And uh, so I'm going to do Milwaukee at the in the at the end of June. And uh, so I don't know. Andy's going to come with me, and and uh, and my sister's going to come, and she's going to bring her son who's seven. And I'm like, do you think he needs to come to the protest? I don't know that he needs to get yelled at. And uh, she's like, Nah, if my ten year old daughter was coming, I'd do it. But my seven year old son, probably not. And hmm. I was like, Well, whatever. But- I always thought that uh, I, I hadn't. I've never done this because it would require grabbing an image that's grisly. But mm. uh, you know how they have. Uh, they will have a Posters. fetus on yeah. a poster in front of an abortion <laughs> yes, clinic yes. to go in front of a, a gun, like a gun store or anything with a oh. picture of a person or a child that's been shot to death. Oh, my like, God. If... <laughs> <laughs> Natalie got Hold a laugh on. from Natalie, you guys. Yeah, that oh. might be our first laugh from Natalie. <laughs> Is the uh, the idea of a murdered child? Right. <laughs> She's a little dark. She's Man, dark. we thought it's Kyle a... was dark. Exactly. You guys are well matched. Well played. The two years. <laughs> But have you ever seen that Richard Pryor sketch? Mm-mm. That gun, sh- the it was a sketch he did in '77. Oh yeah, and I posted it on my my uh, my Facebook page recently. But if you Google um, Richard Pryor gun sketch, yeah, and it's essentially him walking around a gun shop, and the guns are talking to him about what where, what they had killed. Oh my god! And you're like, this is was it on for SNL? Comedy? You mean? 
I don't even, I think wow. it was on his incredibly short-lived oh. uh, sketch show. Okay. Yeah, and Robin Williams plays one of the guns. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's an amazing sketch. And yeah. Just Crazyville, so I, I don't know what to, yeah. Oh, by the way, so we did a live episode at Bridgetown last weekend, mm-hmm. and um, both me and the sound guy uh, didn't, there was a reason why the audio blew. It was it was because it was plugged into the board, mm-hmm. but neither one of us pressed on the Zoom. It we pressed the top mics, so it just recorded from the top mics of the Zoom instead of from the board from our mics, which is why it's slightly echoey and yet still free. So uh, so <laughs> deal with you. it. Wear headphones. <laughs> I am so sorry. We will as we as we progress. I will be more attentive. We're doing a live one this week in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. That's this weekend. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like I have I have sets this week. I'm doing um, the, when when this goes up. like I have two sets tonight. I have one. Yeah, me too. Do you? Yeah. I'm at um, the clubhouse and then at the lab. What are oh, you doing? Oh, nice. I'm at the Virgil. Uh, yeah. And then I'm at the at Belly Room at the Comedy Store. Oh, Tony nice. Joe show. Yeah. Oh, cool. You get parking? Anyway, so. I uh, don't know. Yeah. Strong arm your way. His name's Rich. <laughs> it's uh, this my whole thing with this whole thing with the improv and they're not being parking. I'm like, what? what am I switching? Am I switching clubs? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, they have valet for comics that are working there, but you still have to tip. It yeah. still costs you a little bit more money than well, it the comedy does. store. I tip the 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 back. Yeah, I do too. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm I'm willing to tip. Yeah, because they're young comics that are parking and yeah, and, and they'll be they'll be uh, having shows their own shows one day and hiring. Yes, finally. Um, yeah, you treat every comic like they could be your boss one day, and <laughs> you do pretty well <laughs> in life. I'm I'm like I'm still editing my book. Oh yeah. Uh, the the note the notes were copious. <laughs> and <laughs> how you doing? Um. It's due on Monday. It's oh due when gosh. it drops, and um, I'm pretty much done. Uh, oh, I, good. Uh, but it's I've you been waking up every morning, and it's almost like you just wake up to being heckled every morning. Like I start <laughs> scrolling, and there's a note: "Can we do this? Can we? Can we?" And uh, some of them I can, and some if when I can't, I, I try, and then I just go. I don't. I disagree. I don't think. I don't know if I'm allowed to disagree with <laughs> notes this much. But you know, like I, I, you know, I don't feel like this is rhythm rhythmically not what i want here and this isn't my sentiment and you know right and because it's a a comedy book i i want every joke to come from me i don't want someone to say hey how about this idea and then i i write jokes off of it and then i find out that they accidentally heard it at a you know what i mean yeah where i want to be able to happen to comics yes i want to trade go I know where I was sitting when I wrote that. You want the I know I can trace on each all of those the fucking jokes. neurons that fired off when I thought of that. I right. want that, right? Right. So I, saw I don't really girl. take I know suggestions. What's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to take suggestions like like, like right like, on this. Like, yeah, or more jokes like this or how about this is a topic. Oh, no, I can't. That one's first of all, everyone's done that or or I know comics that you know there's I don't have anything new to add that comedians whose sets I know haven't already added. Right. Not to, not to mention people I've never fucking seen or anything. Right. As long as I know it count, it comes from me and my experience with my dad and what our, and yeah. our death and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Although I now to weed off, whenever you see somebody do a definitive joke, have you ever seen a, like someone has taken a topic? Yeah. And they've essentially 
nailed Destroyed the joke it. Yeah. so hard that you're like, oh, well, I guess that topic is done. Yeah, no weeds will grow in that patch of land. Nothing. I, it's I, just it, obliterated. It had to be 85 or 86. I saw Jay Leno yeah. substituting for Carson. Uh, Johnny Carson, not Carson Daly. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anyway, but uh, and he did a joke about colorization. The Turner. Oh, yeah. Ted, you right. remember Ted Turner yeah, colorization? Yeah. So and the joke was. And all and this, I can't remember exactly how it went, but essentially the setup was they've colorized the first 15 minutes of The Wizard of Oz. And that was, I was like, oh, well, that joke is done. That entire topic of colorization, because, you know, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it starts in, in black and white. Right. And then goes to color. There's like, there's, there's no other angle that I can see on colorization ever happening. And it was a, it was a golden age of observational comedy, you guys. So, but he, he really nailed it, I thought. Yeah, well, that's good because it's not really a topic anymore. I'm glad no. he put that to bed because <laughs> no one gives a shit about it now. Um. <laughs> I have, I have, uh, I, I, I have a lot of great new topics, which is great. I did Akbar and I did almost all new stuff. Oh, cool! On Tuesday with the uh, Aaron Foley. Yeah, and um, it's great. There's a lot of yeah. There's plenty of plenty of good stuff happening. I have news. I I I feel like I have the, these benchmarks coming up that when they're done, I will be free. Right. 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 So now I have a TV spot I'm preparing for and just New the, album. the yeah, the uh, the busyness of trying to get on, you know, podcasts or trying to promote it. it, it that yeah. takes up some space in your mind. It's not creative, mm-hmm. but you're like trying to t- stay on top of things. And uh, and then same with the book as well. Like, yeah, the uh, business... I'll be glad when these things are done. And I, I wonder when my brain is not uh shackled by all these oh you got to get this you got to get this you got to get this you know is there any room for for new experiences for dating for anything to come into my life oh right i I can just you could have a rest of a life instead of that five minutes or that topic because i thought this would end this feeling would end after my special came out but um then you then you start wanting new things plus there's other there there were other offshoots that you could that that you could take that that product and turn it into other right 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 so, um, the East Coast um, shows, yeah, with the with the setups. I I had heard that one of them was actually looking for political comedy. Really? Yeah. And so I was like, "Are you guys looking for a political set?" And I sent uh, my my album. I am not the hero of the story. Is uh, the stand up records put it out, and they yeah. have a distribution deal with a with a company that puts each track with my with on YouTube. So you can just you can listen to my album on YouTube. What happens while they're watching it? Uh, I think superimposed ad- photos of you. No, it's just the fo- <laughs> <laughs> it's the photo of the it's just the album cover. Oh, I see. So and it um, but I think that um, and you still get money ad- from that. I think there's some ad revenue, and I get some percentage of that that comes through stand up records. Okay, and so um, but the the deal is um, is so I sent that that East Coast late night show i was like well here is the the most relatable like not the genocide bit i did the the bit about getting my hope yeah from my my black and my brown friends yeah about the election um i sent that track to her and and she before like she just responded and she goes well actually they aren't looking for political and then a month and a half went by and she goes that's a really good track i'm gonna pass that off really oh i thought you didn't want um i thought you didn't want uh (laughs) wait Natalie just gave us a sign. It was 30 minutes. Oh. Huh? 
Wow. Look at Natalie. Natalie's showing up with a 30-minute heads up. Damn. That's it. So anyway, but it was a weird It was a weird thing. Still not enough time. I was hoping (laughs) hoping to see a blood red 45 instead of a blood red 30 on her phone. Yeah, she did go with blood red. But remember, she laughs at death. And, uh, and specifically murdered, murder <laughs> murdered of children. children. Yeah. Children to death. Well, um, it's these kids. So uh, you, uh, so now, now so I don't she's know. interested in that chunk? Yeah, so I was like, oh, then I had, what about this other chunk that I was thinking of sending you? And because uh, I have two sets. I have one set to send Conan and I have one set to send this East Coast mm-hmm. thing. And then one, one set to send this whatever. But yeah, so she has not responded to that, but do you want a political set is my real question from her. So I have not gotten a response to There's that. probably either. not a lot of comics that have political material. Or that's that that's not specific. Because this stuff, I mean, that, that comes from it. Yes, that yeah. comes from it. Yeah. Plus the odds of you stepping on something that's already been done in in the monologue, you know, skyrocket if you're doing political material right. on a stand-up uh, right, right. late night show. Yeah. And I don't, I I haven't written a topical joke in a thousand like I, yeah like I, I, on one it's, hand I could it's count wasted topical. energy yeah <laughs> it really is it's unless a, you accidentally come up with it and it's yeah. you know, it works for a week or two fine you don't, it, you don't want to get too attached to it right uh, my stuff is relatively even the political stuff is relatively socio political and is evergreen so mm-hmm. so that's the I mean that's the good news on that but it is we are at thirty minutes so we can do comic of the week yes do it Elvira Kurt Elvira Kurt you guys Canadian. I met um, her like a long time ago in Canada. I think I did a show called She's So Funny in Toronto. And yeah. I, or, or maybe it was like when I did uh, New Faces at Montreal. Okay. You know, before I got my six sitcoms that yeah, all yeah, my exactly. sitcoms at all not, the Montreal. 90s, the yeah. 90s, uh, all the promises. Yeah. Yes. All those development deals that you just made them, but you made millions. So it was okay. <laughs> and remember that? Well, oh, some but- people did. Some people totally did. Not, not neither me. of us. Yeah, neither of us. When, when was That's why we're still in the business. Yeah. You know, a lot of those deal people are just, they're gone. They're not doing stand-up anymore. Some of them got mad. Yeah. The bitterness, I think, is, is something I fight every day, of course. But right? it, it's a good bitterness when you feel like you haven't got what you deserve because that <laughs> keeps you working. It, the, the one where you got it and, yeah. then, and then you still didn't get what you deserve is enraging. That will oh. take you down a different path. Yeah, that is. A, that fuck is, this, I'm quitting. That's fascinating. The feeling that you're on the cusp of something. Like, I always feel like, I feel like that now. Like, oh, maybe, you know, this (laughs) album will do well. And then maybe, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. That's Maybe Bob Newhart will say that I'm doing real comedy uh, at some point. That's what I'm on the cusp of, waiting for somebody super old to tell me that I'm doing I'm Wait, on the right track. I don't track. know what you're angry about right now, Bob New- that Bob Newhart hasn't complimented you yet. Well, Gary Marshall did, and then, and then a, couple of, uh, a couple of road dogs. Why don't you get some younger people to compliment you? I did get younger people. Do you forget what happened 30 fucking yes, minutes ago? Yes, I have ago? a head injury. Yes. Uh, okay. Right, you have a divot in your fucking skull from your, from your header that you took. You know, you don't have to put it like that. You got a divot in your head. I'm totally putting it in because you said, well, it's all have swollen. A, it's swollen. It'll, it, it'll go there's down. There's still some swelling. There's still some swelling and it's still black and blue. But Elvira Kurt, super funny. Yes, and, sorry. Uh, by the way, her Twitter thing is L to the V, uh, L to the V, E L T O T H E V E E, which is uh, kind of annoying, Elvira. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but Elva, if you. Yeah, congratulations on your award, Elvira. What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck, comic of the week? Uh, I don't know if I approve. No, it's she's but, living in L.A. though, right? I don't know where she's living. I looked up her, her Wikipedia. I I met her on the road. I met yeah. her in like I don't even think it was Minneapolis. I think I was like 
I think I was featuring somewhere, maybe maybe Skyline in Appleton. Mm-hmm. And uh, terrible condo. Oh, the worst. Awful. Yeah, um, and a nickel. The guy has season tickets to the Green Bay Packers and pays like $600 to headline for the weekend. And he calls it summer money. And I want to stab people who say the word summer money to me. Right. And uh, you're like, how about... uh, Because there's no such thing as summer rent. Right. Summer rent. Here's an idea. Business model. Uh, You're in a business (laughs) and figure out how to fucking make it work uh, or start a liquor store. Those are are your choices. Some people's comedy clubs are a liquor store. They they really are. are. Remember, did you ever work for Joey in in Milwaukee? No. It was over by the airport. It was was really a great club. Guess what? She let you drink for free even if you weren't working there. Was it Livonia? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no she, that's the one, Joey, up in, uh, uh, in Michigan. Michigan. Okay, sorry. Joey, uh, I ran into her. She has a day job, what she calls a retirement job now. Wait, was that but the, the club closed because she gave away just booze to comics. And uh, Really? That's yeah. why the club closed? I, I think booze to every... She used it as a hobby bar. Oh, I see. And it was super fun. The audience wasn't bad. I did get charged once. Uh, one time, uh, I think I told you about this, some woman got mad at some joke I did and was charging oh, me. Oh, charged by a person, not by, by a, t- a cashier. Right, right. Oh. Uh, a woman ran at me from the audience to the stage, and my sister happened to be sitting in the second row and tripped her. And uh, it was the only time I ever played Milwaukee. It was tr- crazy. Now you know why Trump staffed the White House with his family. Oh, God. I I keep having nightmares. Anyway. We're only wait a minute. We're thirty. How much minutes are we? In. No, that was it's like thirty-five. Twenty minutes ago, right? No, we're at thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, I thought we had so many topics to talk. Me too. I look at. Oh, I have one. It's because we did the Bennett. We did the uh, the festival, right? And people have always asked me, "What do you think about festivals?" And I've always been a little hesitant about them. And like, oh, I don't know. There are. I mean, they're fun, but sometimes they just are taking advantage of you for the entrance fee and all these things. And some some of the oh, for the newer comics that yeah. have to pay an entrance fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I was, and then I read the greatest summation. Yeah. by Dash Kwiatkowski, who's a San Francisco comic, lives in New York. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he uh, he was talking about how. Even he said there are bad festivals, right? And uh, and you learn them, and that the sign up fee is usually twenty five, thirty five bucks. So it's not yeah. the end of the world. And you, but then as a new comic, you also have to pay to get yourself there and put yourself up. He said that what he has really gotten out of festivals is, uh, besides the comedy camp thing where you get to hang out with comics, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he has gotten some small amount of work from them because mm-hmm. they always promise that there's going to be industry, right? Yeah. And it's good, there's going to be work. He says that's happened a little bit, but what he's mostly gotten out of it is meeting other comics from all over the country, and then he can set up his own one-nighters, which is a new thing that younger oh. comics are doing now. They're setting, And he's got a place to stay in all these weird, tiny little cities. So he's putting together, like, his own tours. Yeah, like Kanane did... Ten years yeah, ago, and isn't Baron Vaughn? Does Baron Vaughn used to do like that? that? He did it for a couple of years, but oh. Tig did it for a while. There was like where she was staying on people's uh, floors. It was like living room shows and stuff like that. But but okay, you meet good. He said you meet all these different comics from all over the country because everybody's doing this, submitting and bringing themselves to these right. things, and so then everybody can crash so on wait. everybody's house right so is there a way to do that without sleeping on someone's floor that would be my first question well that's because we're 
I don't ever want to I'm not sleep a floor on. sleeper. No, I'm not done. anymore. No, not anymore with the floor of the I couch. I used to be the back of the car sleeper in right. a Denny's so that but I wouldn't be attacked. But if you're 25 yes. or 30 years right. old and you just want to get the road, you're in. You know, you're like, oh, that'd be great. I'll sleep on a couch. Yeah. I slept on a couch in New York uh, until five years ago. Uh I would well, yeah. My yeah. friend, you know, my friend Jenny Bergman, yeah. and uh, she had that apartment, and I would just crash on her couch. Well, New York doesn't count. I'm saying if you're sleeping on a floor in Tennessee, something went wrong. <laughs> but it, it, I don't think it has. I don't think it has gone okay. wrong. If you're, if you're a Newark yes, comic yes, trying yes. to work the road, but are they making enough? Are they making money? They're, like, they're, they're breaking they... even. They're breaking even, and they're building audience. Yeah, and great. they don't have to go through the club system. Right. The club system cannot can is so hard to break into yes. at that level, right? And um, and I remember Stanhope probably 15, 20 years ago doing that. Yeah. That, that model. He and still does making it. money. He still goes to you know does these like individual gigs that yeah, they're not attached to a club and yeah. one or two nighters. Yeah. Right. And he, and, and I remember him talking about it online one time and saying that people are like, well, how do I do it? How do I do it? And he's like, I can't explain it any, any simpler than this. There's a town you want to go to. There's usually a rock venue. Everyone will pay $10 to get in. You got to get 50 people to come to it. Right. And then you'll make $500. They'll keep the bar. You'll crash either in a hotel it'll cost 100 bucks, or you'll crash in your car, and that's what you'll do. And so if you can get 50 people to come at 10 bucks a piece, that's $500 right. for one night. That's a livable wage. That reminds me. Speaking of a li- more than livable wage. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, and Kyle sees his, his videos pop up on my feed. What? Yes. You, he, you- the sponsored... The sponsor you, stuff. Yeah. Wow. He's, you he's texted paying. me, and I was like, I will kidnap and deprogram you myself. I'm just obsessed with how much money he makes. That's crazy. Okay, though. he's playing the Alex Theater. This, yeah. The one in May is apparently sold out. Is that so there's another? Yeah, so yeah. there's another one in um, in September. Yeah. Alex holds 1400 Yeah. If you buy your tickets in advance, it's uh, $199. If you pay, like, at the last minute, it's 499 So let's say we average 300 Right. At fourteen hundred people, he's making almost three hundred thousand dollars. It's four hundred twenty. The 000. lowest, right? The lowest amount he'd make would be two hundred. I think I calculate two hundred eighty. You texted for me a fucking weekend. Four hundred twenty may have been some average. No, no, I was but it was three hundred times fourteen hundred. Yeah, was, yeah, was four twenty. But the thing is, I had to, is, I had to calculate that genius. six times because I couldn't fathom that much money. He's, I was like, I'm off by zero. So people who, who don't know who Kyle C says he's a road guy from the nineties and the early two thousands. I, I never knew him as a road guy. He well, he would come and he he did um he did Minneapolis right. for, for a month and he would do knuckleheads if I remember correctly. I don't know if he did Acme. He might have done Acme. He started it out with his um, a boot camp. He called it a comedy boot camp weekend right and it was i think three hundred dollars and it was him and louis anderson in oh, that's right and in jimmy door tore them a new one on stanhope his podcast full, yeah door did a great job but stanhope started it and they and they both eviscerated him and cease asked me if he could come on the dork forest to defend himself and i was oh, like that yeah. can't be your dorkdom yeah defend yourself <laughs> that is not a dorkdom defending yourself and so he went on jimmy Dore's podcast and jimmy just ripped him a new one but on he it. maintained his his personality and he didn't lose control nope that's all you need 
Right. I mean, look what happens to Trump. Trump, no matter what he says, he's got people. All you need is your core supporters that don't care what the fuck you do. Right. It's psychopathic. It is It is a separation of your left brain and your right brain. And you can work on both levels. And you're like, how do you do it? But he's doing sort of what I can tell. Because it's two Because you have a lot days. of ads. <laughs> There's six hours. He's doing six hours and he's got the mic that goes might to be, the. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a Tony robbins E, like yep. Tony robbins light, you know. Um, he's with using the skills comedy. he learned. Yeah. yeah. Mixed in. Yeah. It's not stand-up. It is motivational speaking. Yes. And he is um, really good at it. And Do we. Like, all of us comics that don't do that should just get extra points. Like, <laughs> we could so fucking manipulate some of you people, right, and we right. don't. All and we're we trying don't. to do is get our jokes to work. Use our powers for good. And yes. it's, it's I I told you that, that, that some guy found my, my driver's license. Yeah. And then I met him at that coffee shop in, in Highland Park. And yeah. then he, when he gave me my driver's license back, he said, do you know who Kyle Cease is? Oh, my God. And I said, I do know who Kyle C says. What about him? And he goes, you, there is a vacuum. Right. You could be the female Kyle Cease. And I said, I would eat a bullet before I would be the female. It's not that. And Kyle is super nice to me. And he, he is, seems like a nice guy. He is a nice guy. But, I mean, it's like, it's not what it's I want to do. It's not stand-up. It's not stand-up. It's not stand-up. He doesn't even claim it is. It's so strange that somebody, like, to me, being able to do stand-up is the coolest thing in the entire world. Right. And if you can do it, why you would go, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm Instead, I'm going to do this version of it that's not as funny. Deliberately be less funny. Right. When we're all, all we're trying to do is be more funny. That is, that is so odd to me. But then I, then I pull out the old calculator app and go, oh. I see why I they're get being it. deliberately Almost less funny. Almost a half a million dollars in a weekend. Right. But the thing is, is he was a road guy and he, and he, He's a, he was a funny guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I say I talk about it like he's dead, but he is well, dead to stand up. Well, I don't know. Kind of. Like he he got he got laughs. Yes. Okay. That's I'm what not, he was. Is, was he Mitch Hedberg? Was he? He did, was not. He, did he have jo- jokes that people quoted and were like, "Fuck, I wish I wrote that." No, probably not. And there's a lot of comics like that. No. I might I might be one of those, right? right. There's a lot of comics like that where strong road might guys. be smart That's what to go. Hey, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm going to. I'm going to be uh, the comedic icon that Louis C.K. is, or you know, so. May, what else can I do? And, right. I mean, in a way, it's it's smart of him to not to... even in a way. It's fucking genius. <laughs> because the thing is, is he was what he was was a good comic. He wasn't a great comic. Mm-hmm. And um, and Kyle, don't get mad at me. Uh, like he's listening, but uh, I'm sure he pays someone to listen. He can, he can <laughs> he afford can. it. He could pay somebody a hundred thousand dollars to listen to this podcast, <laughs> right? And still clear three hundred for the weekend. And you know, I, I have myself on Google Alert. Why wouldn't Ke- Kyle Cease have himself on Google Alert? I have you and Kyle on Google Alert, and that's it. I want to know it's what's a, going on at all times. Yeah, it's yes, but it is confusing to you and I that that would be an option. Because the thing is, is I don't. It's not that I don't want $420,000 for a weekend of work. I do. Uh, but I don't want to work six hours and, and then sell 
lapel pins. I don't know. I, there's like tapes and there's. Well, it's and also there's... telling people how to live their lives. Right. I would I rather like hide doing it in it... a fucking joke. I don't like doing it to my own child, and that's my job as a parent. <laughs> right. You're raising a so citizen. To, Please yeah, do it. So to to tell tell people, and yeah, you have to take into consideration that if you're a comedian, part of you is a, a sociopath, right? Something isn't a hundred percent right, and you've worked really hard to make it. To hide that. work in society, and, right? You're like I, I yeah. But the solution, your solution, isn't a solution for most people, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> you know, we'll make a joke about it. Some people can't. Okay, that's not what they do. Okay. Yes. So, th- it's a, to me, it's a lot of. And I feel like this is about Tony Robbins too. It's a lot yeah. of hubris or yes. hubris. I don't know hubris. Hubris yeah. to say, um, I'm going to tell you what I think you should do. And even, even if your position is, I'm going to help you think of what to do. I'm going to remind you of how to live your life. Well, and it's it's essentially, it's a self-help book, but, and it's at 200 bucks a pop. That's not the end of the world. I mean, if you buy in advance, if you buy in advance, 400, if you don't, if you're at the door, somebody go and tell us if their life was changed. Well, and the thing is, please, people love those. Like Bamford goes to those things. They do offer some hope. They offer, they, if you are slightly troubled by something or greatly troubled by something, (laughs) there's maybe you do need to hear some words. And and there's a cult thing to it. Yeah. There's a a vibe of like-minded individuals gathered as a group and we're all like, we want to be positive. But they're gathered in front of a road comment. (laughs) That's what cracked me up. (laughs) Oh my God. That is so funny to me. I but you know, good. I'm glad people are. Whatever. It's all. It's none of my business. No, it isn't any of our business. Good and for them. I don't have a problem with Kyle Cease doing this, especially because I do think he is helping. I mean, I think that I'm people sure leave going. That was great. Yeah, I'm sure people are returning. The ones that are going to the one that's sold out in May are going to return in September. He's in, he has always been an incredibly positive guy, right? And it, it's it's why you know when you get a day job. Did you ever have a day job that was sales, or did you ever? Yeah, ever tel- literally you? telephone sales. I had. I couldn't because I was raised to be in sales. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not because that bleeds off all of your creative energy. In sure. my opinion, yes. In my opinion, because I could make. Plenty of money selling, you know, ice cream to es- Eskimos, whatever, yeah. or the Inuit. So sorry. You really, and uh, <laughs> but so, no, you really could now with the skills that you've learned in stand up, right? And, it, but I had skills before then that would have right. honed to be just sales skills, right? Luckily, now I have skills that have honed to be a lot of sales skills, and I can also sell a joke. I I still know how to milk the goodwill of an audience, and but in a very stand up way. Are we saying if you are a mid level comic? You could make really good money doing something else. Uh, I am saying if you're a mid-level comic and you are in sales, quit that job. That's what oh, I'm okay. saying. I'm, you're saying, no, you're making a good living. You might want to stick to it and stop doing stand-up. But I'm saying stop doing sales and commit to stand-up, which neither of those two, uh, we don't have any business telling you what to do. Fucking do whatever you want. Okay, so Kyle Sees does that. And then Al Franken becomes our nation's yeah. possibly best senator. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's other work, you guys. I mean, when when you don't want to work Sir Laughs a Lot anymore, <laughs> there is work. <laughs> there, you, you, can, you can make more money doing something else. Right, and people Perhaps. will take you out for uh, Kobe beef. And uh, that's what Al Franken, I assume, you know, I assume he's not on the take. I'm hoping. I don't think. Let's knock yeah. on wood, that particle board. He's, he's got that sweet, you're a big, fat idiot money. 
or wrestling boss a big fat idiot. Yeah, yeah, he's right. I don't think he, but I think that he is. Uh, he, that guy, that guy can order a shrimp cocktail out. Is what I'm saying. Anytime, mm-hmm. and he's not paying for it. So, um, so and that's the, that's your takeaway from Al Franken's career is that career he gets a free senator. shrimp cocktail. Yeah, I, well, the th- I mean, he's not making Kyle Cease money. Is what I'm saying. No, correct. Yeah, but then, but then the level. Well, under wait that, till he hears our podcast and see what sees what's available. To Al, him. talk to me. <laughs> uh, so, but the level under that is now has always been, and this has been a critical thing. And is that is this fair? Is my question? Mm-hmm. Is the cruise ships and the corporate guys, right? The guys who do cruises and corporates, yeah, they're like, well, I don't want to do the clubs anymore. I want to make a decent living because my kids sure. are in their teens. Yeah, and I gotta go to and they gotta go to college or whatever, or I'm just sick of the grind. Right, I'm not. I'm not sick of the grind yet. But you don't have kids. I don't have kids. It's true. Um, that's the whole. That changes. That changes your POV instantly. Yeah, yeah. The algorithm. You know, you don't have to really. Um, as long as you can cover your own ass as a stand-up, you're good. Yeah, and and, um, you know, aside from healthcare, you know, everything else is. You right, and I never out. had health care until uh, I ne- hooked up with uh, Andy Ashcraft. Yeah, but when you all of a sudden you're responsible for sending a person to college. Yeah. Not even you, another person to college. <laughs> or two. Right. It's right. like, oh, fuck, it's, it right. never if, ends. Right, if you have, yeah, if you have progeny, all of a sudden it's a big fucking deal, and that will, that's a game changer. I would make all kinds of compromises. I, I make compromises to spend more time with Andy. Yeah, and and he's an adult man, and you don't get I'm money from that. That's just right. your relationship. Yeah, that's that that those are and those are are compromises, but they're they can't possibly be anything close to what it is to have a tiny person that that I have to feed, clothe, and send off to school. <laughs> so we've settled. We've come to the conclusion that parenting is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> this is really groundbreaking. Right, territory. it's groundbreaking. It's great. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, on my phone. Chad Daniels two two albums ago. Yeah, his his album is on my phone. So when I hit shuffle, I'll occasionally get one of his jokes. Yeah, and he's got a joke called Parental Intuition. Yeah, and it's all about uh, raising his kids and how it's 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 not rocket science. Stop right. reading books. It's very funny. You could read my book, Shitty could, Mom. Oh, please do read Lori Kilmartin's Shitty Mom. Which remember, <laughs> it was before we really knew each other. Yeah, and I, and I read your book. You and did? I, yeah. And oh I, wow, my yeah. mom hasn't read it. That's the it, kind of support I get at home. <laughs> Good Lord. And I, um, you and my dad said, because this weekend's Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh, my dad said, is this weekend Mother's Day? Oh, that's right. You don't need to know. Oh, my God. And I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh, Dad. On both, on both ends of your life. <laughs> as a daughter and as a potential mother, you don't need to know. Wow. Right. And so Damn. I was like, you're not good at this at all, Pop. And he's like, I, I didn't mean it like that. You know what I'm saying? And I was like. No, I know exactly what you you meant. You didn't mean it. You just said it. Fuck. Um, what are you going to do for her? Are you going to take her to Disneyland? My mom? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, I'll get her. She uh, she already got new incense to cover up the the smells in the bathroom that we all share. Thank God. Yeah. Do you guys um, just have one the one bathroom? The yeah. Three, okay. three generations, one toilet. <laughs> wow. How old school of you. <laughs> it's like... Um, so, uh, this thing, I, I forgot to mention this when I was watching Tig, um, on Sunday night, Yeah, she, you know, uh, she did this thing where my objection always to storytelling is, I feel like a lot of times people are lying, right? Oh. It's like, oh, you said that perfect thing at that exact time. Really? 
congratulations. Because I don't believe you. Right. And that's what that's what good stand-ups are is, well, what if I'd said that perfect thing? And what if, what if, what if? And that's how you write your that's jokes. That's the joke, yeah. Yeah. So, but don't and, say that you said the yeah, right and, thing. And, but is that it? I, yeah, I always feel like, oh, you're pretending like, you know, that this isn't stand-up. You're telling a story and this really happened. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I know, I don't buy it. This, yeah, go ahead. But here's the thing: what Tig did is she she took that what if and she put it into her story. So she had set up that this thing happened, and she said, and then I thought, what if I said this? Mm-hmm. And then she took that story out, and it still got laughed. She oh, wasn't pretending she yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah. She just said, what if? And then she circled back to the original story and finished it. Yeah, and it's like that's fucking perfect because now you're not pretending you did this hilarious thing at the right exact second which rarely happens even to stand-ups right you know right even if you're the greatest writer in the world in the moments we all drop the ball yeah the other the other way that that story um and i saw actually i saw louis ck call out um uh yeah was it that his his joke about um being on the plane and complaining that the wi-fi wasn't working no 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 because that whole chunk he Either he said it right after he did it on Conan or or uh, he said it later. That person was me because he was complaining in the chunk that this guy oh, was right. uh, complaining about the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, hey, you know, we're flying in it, you know, whatever. Yes, but and that's a classic. That's a classic. It's Louis you. C.K. It's him. And he's the dick. And you're like, yes. And but that's, that's, uh, but that's believe the best. me, all comics do that. Well, yeah. You you can't keep calling your own self as a dick all the time. It gets a little boring. Like, don't right. you know anybody? <laughs> right? But we that's don't. okay. That's you, fine. When you walk into the club, you what you want is to be entertained and you want to hear funny stuff. Yes. And that's what we're providing you. Are you we providing you uh, truth bombs every single time? No, they're not they're often not funny. They're, no, they're boring. caricatures. They're exaggerated. Yeah. And but what the the setup that I that I have a problem with is not is that's a, that's a setup that I don't like is when you've said this perfect thing at the right time. Yes. Is when the setup itself is someone came up to me and said this to me. And sometimes people do say weird things to you and that is Oh, a, that's the, supposed to be the laugh. Right. And yeah. you're like, can you believe someone came up to me and said this to me? Yeah. And then you go off of that and it just is your outrage and you're and you're like, no one ever said that to you. Right. No one ever I know. fucking said that to you. I would like videotape. Yes, I'm going to need a second source besides your <laughs> Wikipedia page. Uh, that's completely insane. No, that drives me crazy, too. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, uh, there, whatever co- construct you have of one person saying this that you're claiming was said to you and your retort, you mm-hmm. can come up with another way to do it. So it's a joke. It's not you're not pretending a thing happened to you. Yes. You know, uh, and and and. Uh, I mean, there's there's just a I don't when a you know when you, you when you're telling a joke, I think it's it's obvious. Like I'm just trying to think of bits of mine. Like obviously, I'm not you know letting my son drown. Right. Right. Okay. right. So the whole thing is fucking made up. Yes. Except for that, I want him to speak Spanish. Okay. Right. That's the journey. If That's you want right. it, and it has little punchlines here and there, and hopefully you like it. Mm-hmm. And the sentiment is true. Of I really wish he could speak Spanish. <laughs> Everything else is a fucking lie, right? Okay, and, and but it's different... so over the top. I'm pretty sure it's obvious. It's a lie. Yes. And everyone's like, "All right, we're just gonna." She's crazy, and hopefully this is funny, and we're going right. We're, we're going, going down, down this, this path road. with her. Yes. You know, versus the 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 earnest sort of this actually happened to me. 
You know, that drives me nuts. It's like you don't have to pretend it happened. We are here to be entertained by your joke writing skills. Go for it. Fucking set it. Sorry, I'm just. I always. But the thing is, is all of my jokes are have are are almost entirely true. All of my right. All of my setups. Right. It's um. They're I'm not thinking of you when I'm no. thinking of this example. No, no, right. I'm but going just, off that example you gave, which I yes. hear all the time. Which is different, yes. right? But I would just say, not not in my defense, but in my in just as a clarity kind of thing, is that what I do is I take a real story mm-hmm. and then I create. Um, there's sort of it's the punchlines are either commentary or they're yeah. Um, or their 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 what ifs. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tig did. And it's the what ifs and the commentary are the punchlines. And right. And if and, and if it's a story, it better have a lot of what ifs and punchlines. Yeah. Because right, right. we're in a comedy club. Yes. And we would like to laugh. And and laughs Every... per minute is annoying. And I hate But there's a rhythm. You, there of, is a you rhythm. Want, boom, 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 boom. There's yes. a rhythm you want, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the and I don't I'm getting more settled with um, sort of a, a I, I used to hate it when people, and I still do actually quite, who am I like, is when people are just listening to the story and they're having a good time listening to the story. I'm like, that's great. I'm going to need four punchlines <laughs> during this story because you're killing me. Yeah. And because I think these things are funny, clearly not funny enough. So that's all, which is sometimes why I talk really fast in the story. I'm like, get to the next punchline. Great story. Get to the next punchline. Get to the next punchline. Oh, that's in your own head. You're saying in my that own to yourself? head. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think I think whenever you on stage are glossing over words, the audience start goes starts What'd to tune out. Yeah, yeah. Don't because do that. Yeah. they. I mean, every word that you say should be important to you. What the fuck? Huh? It's sixty. Let's wrap. You should this. finish your sentence. <laughs> don't do it mid sentence. <laughs> Nobody wants that. And if if you don't feel like the words you're saying are important, then the audience can tell, and they start pulling pulling out of the story. You know, right? Well, I I do finish each thought, but sometimes I speak too quickly, and um and but I have learned to slow down a little bit. But I do anyway. that with with jokes that I've done for a long time. I'm like, oh god, this please, like I just want myself <laughs> to not say these words because I'm tired of them. Yeah, and it you know that that joke can still get a laugh if I tell it like I it I just. You know, it's the first time I've told it, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. All right. Come to Birmingham. Yeah. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.